It's like all roads lead. <laughs> to? <laughs> to 64 Oh, I thought there. you were going to say Disney. <laughs> well, that too. <laughs> I'll try not to talk about him a lot. A little bit. I did no research because I figured about Disney because I figured you were gonna just take. I was just gonna I'll pass take it, it away. away. I was just gonna sit back and listen. Hi everyone, I'm Melanie and I'm Diana, and we're two queens <laughs> in the pod cast, and we are two queens from Queens talking about Queens locations and historical events. And this horse. Historical event is the New York World's Fair, 1964. Yes, the 1964 World's Fair. And we figured, you know what? Why not leave it and start it off and kick it off with the OGs telling them, telling us and you how it felt to be there in the flesh. You heard them in Jackson Heights, and here you go hearing them again <laughs> in the World's Fair. It's their encore. <laughs> so can you share a core memory you have of the 1964 World's Fair. Yes. Waffles. Uh, delicious Belgium waffles. You, you want um, the wonderful Futurama uh, exhibit, the, which included uh, It's a Small World After All. It's a Small World. You, you want me to continue? Um, what else? A, the beautiful and dynamic and, and, um, fair itself with so many people, a lot of children, uh, going there almost at least two or three times in the summer with my parents, exploring these wonderful exhibits and food that I had never eaten before, including some Chinese food and Belgium, like I said, and music, wonderful music. I remember the Belgian waffles, but I never got to taste them because they were too expensive. I also remember the Pieta, which was that uh, sculpture from Rome. And also I remember at the end of the fair, my mother uh, came home with a bag full of tulips and then seeing on the news pictures of all these people robbing tulips. And we had a big laugh that my mother robbed tulips. All right. And that, uh, that's, their, that's their recollection. It seems like they have the like, same big core memories. Right. It seems like the Belgian waffles were core like my mom remembers the taste of them and my dad just kind of remembers the smell of them uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently the tulips were were a big were a big, were a big hit yeah um yeah were the funny... tulips like not a thing in america i don't know i mean i guess is this this is before botanic gardens i guess they That's never right. saw them so but you were supposed to I international guess people... flowers I guess people thought that you were allowed to pick them, and then you actually weren't. Oh, like they were like in the gardens, and you just yeah. Mm-hmm. Everyone thought it was like so. Up that's for what grass. the robin was. Gotcha. Yeah, that's what he, she was. My my nanny accidentally stole tulips from the <laughs> World's Fair. <laughs> but in general, it just seems like a very pleasant experience. They were only like young teenagers at the time, so in fact, they still remember after all these years. Yeah, I was trying to think because. Um, this was like the baby boomers 
like nostalgia, right? Mm-hmm. Like this is like what like every baby boomer at the time was like, oh, I remember where I was at the World's Fair. Like what would be the millennial nostalgia? A positive thing? A positive thing. That's hard. <laughs> I was thinking like Nickelodeon. Like everyone would know like Nickelodeon, all that, getting slimed, right? Yeah, like or like um sa- uh, Saturday morning cartoons. Like yeah. it wouldn't be an actual place. It would just you know be an actual, like a thing that you see on the TV. Right, like a TV-related, <laughs> I don't know, or concerts. Like, did you ever go to Zootopia? No, I wouldn't say that would be, like, international. No. Because no, remember know. we were, we just recently watched, like, a couple episodes of Global Guts? Yeah. And that was, like, international people competed. <laughs> do you, do, do you have it? <laughs> right? Though? Yeah. Like, that was international. I guess, so, yeah, it would be a virtual, like, a TV kind of equivalent. It wouldn't yeah. be a location all at the same time. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but you know, let's let's get into our research. Let's let's highlight some of the the happy things and the positive things. Then we could get in a little to the drama. Okay, think. so right. let's talk about the World's Fair theme, yes. which was peace through understanding, and it was dedicated to ready. There's ready controversy in here. Man's achievement on a shrinking globe in an expanding universe. No woman, just men. Mankind, humans. Okay, well, can we change it? Because that's okay. still there. Let's change it. Human achievement on a shrinking globe in an expanding universe. Beautiful. Love it already. <laughs> we fixed it. <laughs> we fixed it. And just like that, we're rewriting history, friends. <laughs> well, that was kind of the... I guess that was what the Unisphere was, right? Like, that was like the... I don't know. What's the that? icon. It was the literally like the literal physicalization of... And that was a sculpture that's still standing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you want to know more about the Unisphere, go to our Flushing Meadow Park uh, episode. You'll get a, the, the whole skinny, the whole lowdown on the Unisphere. Yeah, I feel like throughout our few episodes that we've had talking about the World's Fair... Like, we've mentioned the World's Fair a lot throughout almost... I would say like ten episodes. Yeah, Hall of Science, even more. Queens Museum. Yeah, yeah it's, it's all sprinkled. Out yeah, it's all sprinkled out. But um, yeah, I I thought it's interesting. Like it makes a lot of sense that this is the um the theme because like in the nineteen sixties, that's when they're like all these scientific achievements started happening. It was before the man was on the moon, but it was like yeah, there's like a huge interest in space, right? And like scientists were coming up with like. And people saw computers for the first time. <laughs> right, yeah. And, like, there was, like, um, the idea of, like, robots being invented, satellites, like, things like this. The first human in space was in 1961. Scientists had dis- estimated that the solar system was 4.9 billion years old. So there was all this stuff going on. John Glenn went around the Earth three times in five hours. What, in an airplane? I think it was an aircraft. Oh. <laughs> he didn't get all like jet blue. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you mean an aircraft? Like a like a rocket ship. Oh, he just like went around the world. Yeah, this was like a ship? big deal. Yeah, like he circumvented the Earth. Not in space or in in space. space. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. gotcha. He went out into the past the stratosphere. Okay, so people were like going into space, but not to the moon, basically. Right. Well, actually, someone there was a spacecraft craft that crashed into the moon accidentally during this time they were trying to get to the moon <laughs> all of that still doesn't make sense to this day to me like how you could just we whoever we couldn't even imagine going into a plane that we take like seven times a year i can't imagine going into space i don't know how they did it doesn't make it doesn't our, our, 
Does it does it make so little sense that you're like a conspiracy theorist? No, you think it was no, no, filmed no, no. in a Hollywood basement. I okay, so I did watch a show about that, and yeah. it did make sense of like why it would be fake, right? And especially because like we haven't been there in what fifty years, kind of like why haven't we been? Right. But then there's also um, there's like plates that they put on the moon that like people could like um, you could, it's like a satellite. Right. So how did how did those get there? Right, exactly. There's enough proof that There's enough proof that it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think what essentially what happened so like well, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all the Apollo missions were the moon related excursions into outer space where they wanted to be on the moon. Sure. Mm-hmm. And I think after a while they just were like, "All right, we've done this. Like we found out as much as we can about the moon." Like Right. Let's and then move like on. they like move funding and we're like, "Okay, we're not funding this anymore right. on the moon." Yeah. 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 But that's fair. Yeah. I know. I just think it's beyond co- comprehension. It's mm-hmm. it's like, it's it's beyond. <laughs> it's beyond. <laughs> I just can't. I just can't. Like, I just can't. Okay, back to the World's it. Fair. What I thought was interesting was it was $2 for an adult, which would be like $20 now. Right. Um, and then they raised the price a year later because we didn't talk about this, but there was two seasons of the World's Fair. So it was 1964 and 1965. And the reason they did that was because they wanted to turn as much profit as possible. Right. We'll talk about yeah, yeah, yeah. that that they did, but that's what they're intending. Uh, right. Which were ca- intending. Exactly. And it did cause other drama that that whole choice of two years mm-hmm. caused drama but you know we'll get to that i we'll guess i'm just that. surprised that no i guess i'm not because i was gonna say would you pay 20 dollars to just as your admission ticket but i guess thinking about what was there that was enough to not buy anything but just buy your ticket right like if you just wanted to go and look at the and sculptures and do it. the exhibits yeah yeah without like but think about it kind of going back to my my parents experience my dad is one of five so right there, just to bring the whole family, seven people, that's 90 bucks. That's $100. Mm-hmm. In today's money. Yeah, In today's yeah, yeah. money. Whereas my mom, it was just, it's a family of four. Mm-hmm. So that was a lot more affordable. So they were you able to get the Belgian waffle. You know what your family should have done? They should have took one kid per visit, you know? Well, no, they only went once. Oh, they only went once. It was one and done. They went no, and done. No, I thought it. your dad said he went a couple times. No, my mom went a couple times. Oh, okay. Because there was less of them. Yeah. So. Oh, they got one and done it. All right. Well, then I guess done. that makes sense. But no Belgian models. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, the countries that participated. Well, why don't we talk? Well, cause I feel like talking about the countries that participated, we have to talk about. The ones that did it. So we, we're going to get into the drama then. Let's okay, get into let's, the drama. Let's do it. Let's do it. Okay. Okay. So essentially, the issue with, and we'll get back into the niceties again after this, but this goes back to our dude, Bobby Mose. Yeah. Bobby Moses. So essentially, in the 1939 World, Se- uh, World Series, <laughs> World's Fair, as we highlighted in, in the Corona Park, a bunch of businessmen wanted to make it, right? And and Robert Moses was a part of it. He oversaw the project. However, the 1939 World's Fair was did not re did not bring enough money in for Robert Moses to see his plans for Flushing Meadow Park come for to fruition. Yeah. So essentially, he was using the first World's Fair to create Corona to create Flushing Meadows Park, right? Mm-hmm. But because the money didn't come in, he really wanted to push. And get a second World's Fair. Feels very fire festival. 
It does. You know that guy's trying to do another fire festival, right? Oh, man. Is he? Yeah, and he went to jail for it for years, and now he's trying to do it again. What is up with people? But th- this is, it, reading about this, like it was like, oh, people don't learn, you know? You should have learned from the World's Fair, my boy. Exactly. Yeah. Like, you, you learned from the first one. It wasn't successful. It didn't financially, like, help you, right? Right. So he was like, oh, I have a great idea. I need to get my way because, you know, I'm Robert Moses. And so he was an advocate to get this second one going on, right? right. Uh, was there anything you wanted no, to so, add? No, so then there was the Borough of International Expositions, and it's called the BIE. B-I-E yeah, Bureau, yeah. And they basically regulate world expos. So all across the world, international, if you want to have a big international fair where you invite a lot of all nations, yeah. they, they kind of give you their... Okay, let the, or their endorsement. Their and stamp of approval, exactly. Their stamp of approval, exactly. And then once they endorse you, all these other countries sort of come in, right? Right. Yeah. So they were basically like, you can only have one big expo in your nation every 10 years. Exactly. And they supported the Seattle World's Fair, which was only two years prior to the 1964 World's Fair. Or what, no, wasn't it scheduled two year, to happen two years after? No, it was scheduled. It oh, happened. It already happened. It happened okay. in 1962. Got it. And they were like, you already had one. Like, you one and done. Like, you got to wait another 10 years. Right. And Robert Moses was like, no, 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 no. I always get my way. And he like flew to Paris. Yeah, he had a brat attack. He had a brat attack. He went to Paris, pleaded his case, and they were still like, nah. no. Like, right. no. Because another thing he wanted to do that was breaking the rules was that um, these worldwide events could only be one year. Oh, no, it could only be six months. Six months, and he wanted it to, they wanted it two years. Right. He, he also wanted to charge rent to the exhibitors, mm-hmm. the people who created the pavilions. So there was more reasons than just the one every 10 yeah, years. There yeah, there's three, a, there's three, three rules. Three rules. Oh, <laughs> uh, that was breaking. Break. Yeah. So they, after they said no, again, like no means no, <laughs> he, he went to the press and the public and like, whined like, about it, <laughs> crying about it, and tried to get the public like to support him. Um, so basically, the BIE was told all of the nation that participate in the BIE, like, do not go to the World's Fair. Don't support Don't it. Don't support it. So like those major countries that were part of it yeah. didn't do it. Weren't there. Canada, Australia, most European nations, yeah. as well as the state of Seattle and Montreal. They, they didn't support it either. Seattle didn't support it because probably maybe because of their World's Fair that they had to. Right. So they, they were, were like, yeah, like, we got supported. We shouldn't support you. Right. Exactly. So that was like the first drama. But I think that even though they had that, it kind of led to these smaller countries being completely honored to be a part of the World's Fair. These small cities, so not small, they're not small cities, but like small Spain countries. and the Vatican City. I was like, what did the Vatican City do? But apparently it had one of the biggest exhibits, which yeah, your dad talked about, right. which is they, Michelangelo's sculpture. Right. They transported it over. How do you transport a sculpture? Like on a boat, did they do it? With a lot of care. I mean, by this point, there was airplanes, right? Yeah. <laughs> no, there definitely was. <laughs> how do you, how do you bring an entire, like a cargo airplane? Yeah, or no, maybe you're right. I maybe think it, was it a boat. would probably be a boat, would be 
Anyway, oh, Rocky Waters. So this I don't know. Michelangelo <laughs> sculpture came here, and it was like the biggest thing. Like people waited hours. hours. There was a conveyor belt that would just push the people along. for crowd control. For crowd control. Yeah, so they wouldn't like stamp. We didn't want like a, a Black Friday situation with yeah. stampedes of people. So yeah, so. let's talk about the little cities that are little cities, little nations, and all of yeah. The, so there was forty, right? Right. And no, and to your point, because like if all those bigger nations came, they probably wouldn't have been as highlighted. Oh as yeah, much, like right? the Belgian waffles. Like I don't think. Belgium had like a big, um, usually would have you uh, yeah usual yeah. But you already said Spain, Vatican City, the Republic of China, Japan, Mexico, Sweden, Australia, Denmark, Thailand, the Philippines, Greece, Pakistan, Ireland, and that's just to name. A yeah, few. yeah. So a lot more than that, but I think yeah. there was yeah there was forty. Yeah, but I thought that was pretty interesting. It was yeah, um, and you know. I think some of the the major pavilions, like the the pavilions, to my to my mind, were like little worlds, right? Little worlds that you yeah. could go to. And so there was the Belgian Brussels. Um, there was the Seven Up Sandwich Garden. There was music shows. Um, the U.S. Pavilion, and then the U.S. Space Park. Yes, which there it. There, it's so kind of crazy. Like you kind of look at pictures. Like I wish they did like a whole movie about this. I mean, there's probably a documentary. There probably is, yeah. but it just which we should have watched. <laughs> it just seems crazy. I wish I was there. I don't wish I lived in the 1960s because of like the racism and the hatred. Right, and women but I would want to go to this World Fair. Oh yeah, I wish I could go back in time and just experience it. Yeah, you know. Um, and but actually, I thought it was cool was the. The states, like near United States Pavilion, like Wisconsin had like a whole cheese tasting. Right. Hawaii had like volcano restaurants. Florida had a dolphin show. And then Bourbon Street was bankrupt. Like, which is crazy because there was these pavilions and people spent millions of dollars putting them together. So it makes sense that like people were building. It's like building a house and being like halfway through. I don't have the money. Yeah, well, you know what I read on later is, like, these pavilions, majority of them were just, like, demolished after the World's Fair, but a big, a a smaller percentage were actually bought by other places and are still existing today. So, like, even though there was a pavilion at the World's Fair, it was transported over to Montreal and is now a church. Yeah. Like, was repurposed. Mm -hmm. So, they were recycled. And so, like, a little bit of the World's Fair is, like, all over... The United States. You know what we should do? We should go, because not not that we should explore the entire world and find these pavilions, <laughs> but I was going to say, we should go to Corona Park and take a video of like every single thing that still stands from the World's Fair. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's so much. There is. Like, so apparently there's still an ancient Roman column from Jordan that's there. The Unisphere. What was the space park is now the Hall of Science. Mm-hmm. The Carousel. The New York State Pavilion, which are, aka the Men in Black uh, spaceships, uh-huh. um, the Queen's Museum, which still displays like nine hundred artifacts that are connected to the World's Fair. Um, so there's a lot, and then I'm jumping around here, but like, did you hear about the Westinghouse thing? No. So this is still in in, in Flushing Meadows, really close to the um, Unisphere. So the Westinghouse Corporation, they did this in 1939, and then they did it again in 64. They planted a time capsule. Okay. Okay. Anything good in the time capsule? So all I know is what was in the second one, which is a 64. 
Any guesses? <laughs> what did it have to do with like at the time the sixty four? Yeah, there were some some things. Yeah, I don't know. I was a little ash unimpressed. Dump? Was the ash dump there? <laughs> they threw some ashes, ashes in there. From the- <laughs> I just don't know. Imagine they put a Belgian waffle that has like, <laughs> like a mold on it. <laughs> so from 64, they put a World's Fair guidebook, an electric toothbrush. Okay. Well, that's ahead of its time in 1964. Well, it was there. I guess it was the first electric toothbrush. Mm-hmm. Um, credit cards, which had just gotten... Its cre- name for itself? Yeah. It was just getting established credit cards. And then also a, a U.S. flag. Oh. I was a little unimpressed with what they put yeah. in there. But their idea is that, um, so t- today, to this date, both time capsules are mo- are marked by a monument southwest of the Unisphere. And it is said to be opened in the year 6939. Do you think we're going to make it that long? No. <laughs> <laughs> this is unrelated, but one of, um, it was just climate week here well along with the united nations week yeah and i had an event that i was working for a climate company and the person i was talking to was like just got in a conversation with this girl and she works for a climate company she's like yeah i just lay awake at night after working for this company and just think about how the world's gonna end in 10 years and i'm like wow thanks (laughs) great just casual love talking to you girl casual work (laughs) conversation It's like, I like being friendly, but then when you meet someone who just like goes there way too quick, you're right. just like, uh, I'm like, I why are you working then, man? Go, go live your life. I wasn't, re- exactly. If you think, <laughs> if you knew for a fact and believed that you had 10 more years, yeah. I would not be doing whatever she was doing. <laughs> Is this like flame proof, the time capsule? I hope so. I guess so. And like, I don't World's even know. World ending proof, it has to be. It must. It must, but they were so optimistic back then. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cute. <laughs> For and you know what's funny is that they were so futuristic and thinking about like all these innovations that they, I can't believe they didn't think about climate change. So yeah, yeah. Anywho, anywho, do you have any other fun? Well, um, I not talking about like the when we yeah sorry about that when we mentioned how it's obviously didn't turn a profit like they wanted to like in the end. Um, and I thought there was like this really f- funny um, bit where they asked Billy Rose, who was, I guess, like somebody who like ran a lot of fairs and expos and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. They were like, can you take over for 1965 and like run it so that like we get profit? And he said that he would rather get hit with a baseball bat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hear that, though. Like, why would you want to take on a sinking ship? Right. Like, Oh, sure. Yeah. Thanks for asking me. <laughs> So you could mark me as the failure of yeah, this Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, you know, by the end of it all, actually even by the end of the 1964 season, Moses and the press began to realize that, you know, they weren't going to make enough money to pay the bills and that the fair basically went bankrupt. Um, and so, you know, that was one of the, the negative aspects. Another negative aspect is, you know, the civil rights movement was going on right now. They weren't a fan of the fact that there was a World's Fair going on while basic human rights weren't being met. And um, <clears throat> they felt it like just took away from from their cause. And actually, 300 out of 700 protesters were arrested and they were demanding that the Civil Rights Act to be passed. And they also criticized the fact that 
Moses didn't hire any people of color to be a part of the World's Fair and to work at the World's Fair. He's the villain, everyone. He's the villain. He's not. He's, he's not, not who you think he is. <laughs> I mean, there's some things I like about our our city, but the way we got there wasn't the best. No. But yeah. Was there any other like exhibits that you talked about? I mean, I wrote a bunch of stuff down, but well, I just, I mean, I didn't talk about Disney this entire time. I know. But... I'm shocked. It's a small world after all. <laughs> as as Diana's mom singing that song, there was like a lot of. Um, exhibits that disney brought over so he did a lot of animatronics from their imagineers so not just walt disney didn't do it he had a bunch of team people doing it yeah, he hired people. um and they had the small world they had uh the abraham lincoln exhibit they had the carousel of progress so it was a lot of the rides that are in disneyland <laughs> and during the world's fair since it was really popular that his exhibits they were thinking about bringing a disneyland here to New York. Oh. It was very brief, a little bit talked about, but can you imagine a Disneyland in New York City? <laughs> You'd probably be working there. I like would not would... be working there. No, but maybe like I a high like up. I don't like to work where I like enjoy myself. Oh, you know okay, what I okay, mean? okay, okay. So I stopped being a bartender. <laughs> got you, got you. That's fair. It's just too close, too close. Too close to home, you know. Too close, man. But I would be an annual pass holder, and I would probably go. Yeah, every you would weekend. go every weekend. No, probably not. I don't want it to lose the magic. You know, what you I would mean? go like twice a year. More? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You know, my I guess it depends if, it's, if, if it looks like the Queen's Zoo. Obviously not, but, you know. <laughs> I didn't mean to say my sister. My mom's never been to Disney World. Wow. I don't, I don't think that's weird. I think a lot of people haven't gone to Disney World, you know. Are you, I, like, I do think them? you're missing out, but. I hear that. I guess. I'm trying to think if there's any other things here. No, I think that was. I mean, of course, there's other exhibits. Futurama. 3D models. I think that was, were those all things Disney brought. What his is like his gear. Yeah. No. There. Yeah. Okay. So it was like General Motors brought stuff. IBM, Bell System, Westinghouse, and then yeah, I guess Disney. Yeah. I think that was a lot of like the American corporations because that was also a big thing was American manufacturing and. Right, because at this time yeah. everything was made in the U.S. Yeah, we didn't make that now, shift but... over to oh, like everything. Oh, we also being made didn't talk China. about how they kind of pinned 1964 as well because it was the 300th anniversary of declaring New York as the name. Right, it was when um, King Charles, King Charles set a, uh, sent a fleet out. Saint Charles II sent a fleet out to get um, New York from the Dutch. And they didn't. Yeah, they did. Why? Then they would take it back over. So they didn't. Eventually, no. They had they they had New York for a bit. The England. Yeah, I England. know. But then, like, they didn't like uh, capture it back. Wait, what? <laughs> the Dutch had New the Amsterdam. Dutch were here first. I thought England was here first. No, 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 no. Wait, the Dutch came to New York. Called it New Amsterdam. Okay. Then and it wasn't a thirteenth colony. No, the colonies weren't here yet, right? Yeah. Okay. 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 It was Dutch. Uh -huh. No, it was Native American. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Then it was Dutch. <laughs> then it was English. Then it was American. Wow. History. <laughs> <laughs> You're like they took it again. <laughs> 
No, they took it from the Dutch. I don't think the Dutch even wanted. They were like, yeah, go ahead. You could fight us. Quote, unquote, fight us. Uh-huh. You could take it. They took it over. But yeah, it was the 300th anniversary of when King Charles II sent out English troops to, to take it from the Dutch. You can call it New York. Yeah, but why celebrate that? Because like we don't even like... I don't want to say we don't like the Eng- we don't like England, but I guess we have a little bit of love for them. But another thing, random fact, not too random, but there was a Dino Land there, right, where they had life-sized dinosaurs? replicas of dinosaurs. Okay. It kind of reminded me of like um, the Museum of Natural History. Okay. Like uh-huh. I wonder if they got. I'd have to see when they opened up, but I wonder if they got the idea from them. Um, but did you know that George Washington died? before humans discovered that dinosaurs existed. Yes, I did. He has like a thing about this, right? Yeah. What is it? Like he doesn't believe they're alive? No, he just was dead before science advanced and learned that. Oh. Do you know what I mean? Right. So he never knew that dinosaurs existed because he died before scientists discovered it. Why are you just pinpointing George Washington? Like, everybody didn't know. Yeah, yeah, We could just keep, like, Paul Revere didn't know. Martha Washington didn't know. I don't know why you just know. pinpointed him. It's just a random fact people well, say. Well, then people didn't know technically dinosaurs existed until, like, what, 200 years ago? 100? Like, when was it? When was their remains first found? Let me look this up. You could cut my, my search out. Okay. When were dinosaurs bones discovered? Fossils, that's what they're called. Yeah, there you go. The early 19th century. So like, oh no, like the early 1800s. Yeah, so like 200 years ago. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, there was a point where people (laughs) did believe... Let's list up all the people who who died before the early 1800s. Well, there was a time where people knew they were exist. Well, no, because people didn't exist with dinosaurs, right? No, yeah. If it, you if you're following evolution, unless you watch the Flintstones and think and think that's real, yeah, we we were we weren't even a thought in the world while the dinosaurs were around. Yeah. All right. Well. <laughs> I don't know why we're talking about this. <laughs> I like getting off track a little yeah. bit, you know? Okay. Because anything we talk about becomes Queens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Not the dinosaurs. <laughs> what dinosaurs? All roads you- lead to Queens. There was a dino land at the World's Fair in Queens, so. <laughs> anyway. But either way, we'll yeah. see We'll see if this happens, but we, we want to end it perhaps with another voice, another baby boomer to tell to tell us about their, their experience, experience. Yeah. And, Uncle um, Robin. Yeah. But if not, we could just close out. And uh, I, yeah, I wish I was at the World's Fair. That's my last statement. Yeah. Like just like try, just like time travel. Be there for the day, and then try time time travel back. You know. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like if we were in Back to the Future, to Queen's Pot Edition. Yeah. Ooh. Let's go. Let's I'm do like, it. Hey, everyone, <laughs> hi everyone. We just came back from the World's Fair. <laughs> It was amazing. The Belgian waffles were great. The Belgian waffles were phenomenal. <laughs> we told Diana's dad exactly about them, brought them back for him. <laughs> Imagine like seeing your dad and your mom back then. And you didn't really like recognize them? Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah. Well, okay. But either way, thanks yeah. for listening. I feel like it's been a long time coming. A yeah. lot of episodes leading to this. And um, here we are. 
here you here we are. Thanks for tuning in. Okay, bye. Bye.